Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, hey, dude. Happy dude. Friday. How you doing? What's up in your Friday world? Friday for us. Definitely Friday not Friday for, for those listening, but thanks. No, probably Monday. Happy yeah. Monday. Yeah, it's been a week. I am ready for it to be Friday. I'm ready to move on to the next things. All those things that yeah. come with Friday. Um, yeah. But yeah, I miss, uh, I don't miss it because I never had it, but on Fridays, especially around, you know, it's lunchtime right now in my time, uh, especially around this time, remembering that you guys used to have half day Fridays makes me yes. jealous. Where you're like, I could be done for the day. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. We don't have them anymore, but that was a magical thing, you know, where I was like, this is literally the best. And it was. And then it went away and it's full day Fridays. And uh, here we are, you know, here we are. Yeah. Dang. Dang. What's uh, yeah. what's new in, in Hannah world? Dude, we, you know, um, we hosted our mutual friends, Jonathan and Roxanne and family. Um, then we got to like spend a couple good days with them and we'll see them briefly as they head back out to Colorado. But, um, that was really fun. And, uh, dude, like life is just so full right now. They're like, work is demanding summer stuff is good, but full, you know, like we did, uh, we did a beach trip for one day while they were here, uh, which is oh, cool. Nice. We could pop over. It was like right about two hours away. So not a, not a terrible drive and pretty easy one. Um, I had a good day at the beach last week. Um, I don't know, man. Chickens are growing like crazy, including the meat chickens that are like probably three quarters their size at this point. And by the end of September, we'll be ready for freezer camp. Um, <laughs> and yeah, dude, haven't lost any more chickens in quite a while. They're all doing well. So I don't know, bro. Life is in full swing, but uh, but summer is good. So I'm stoked it's Friday as well, and I'm I'm especially stoked because we do pizza night every Friday, and like I love pizza night, dude. Like it is, it's the best. Um, you know, what's, making what's pizza from top, scratch. I was gonna say top five, top three foods. What are they? Your go tos, <sighs> dude. Top three. All right, pizza, all forms of taco, and ah, dude, and I just love a good pasta. Whether that's with like meatballs and spaghetti or bolognese and something else or Alfredo and fettuccine. Like, I love those three foods. I could live on pizza, pasta, and tacos as like my constant rotation. And my fourth is all forms curry because, dude, I love Indian food. So, yeah, man. So that's my top four. And if I only had those four foods to eat, I'd be fine. I could rotate them all around and be good to go. What about you? Nice. Top three. And maybe a bonus one. Ooh, top three. This is hard. I'm a big burger fan. Uh, those have got to be up right. there. I don't I don't yep. think I'm going to put them in order. We'll just put three and we'll mix them up depending yeah. on the mood. Yeah, right. Uh, pizza's definitely up there. Pizza's a... Yeah, it's... Yes. That's a go-to. And then, man, what would the third one be? Mm-hmm. Uh probably like some kind of seafood or we're tacos tacos are probably close in there they're not as high as most people's but 
Uh, yeah. Dude, I did spend like eighty dollars on tacos on Wednesday for our men's group. Uh, wow, nice. a pastor and carne asada, and I think we had dude this in there. Very good, Ugh. but we have a we have a guy from Mexico yes. uh, in our group, so that's why we got him. We test, we're trying to test, like, hey, are these good Mexican tacos? And he gave him a nine. Is this legit? So I feel wow. like I feel like that's, that's wow. pretty good. Granted, you go in that there and they good. only speak Spanish, so it was nice to go in there with him and he could speak to them. But uh, yeah, 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 they were pretty good tacos, and they're just down the street from my house. Dude, that sounds amazing. Next time I'm in Colorado, let's go eat tacos there. And uh, we can pull out Google Translate and make it happen. Well, they speak <laughs> Spanish. But, or they I speak know. English. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just nice. Yeah. Like. But yeah, those probably totally, the big ones. Man. That's great. I'm all about that. I respect all the choices. And if you were like me, you'd go just grilled foods in general, not specific enough to go burgers, you know, because I was trying to think of if I had to eat this forever, how would I keep my options open? Um, yeah, and tacos, you can do anything with, you know, that can be breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night. You're good. You can get, you can get really gourmet with burgers, though, and just kind of true cover the gambit. True. Yeah, but, absolutely. Like I would take a burger over a steak most days. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with like you steaks on are that. good. Steak, don't get me wrong, but steak every once in a while. while. But yeah, burger totally, dude. Where have we been? What are we going? What is uh, what's this about? Where are we at? Where have we been? We've been in lots of different places. This is like episode yeah, two two hundred. This is episode one hundred and something, one hundred twenty ish, right in, in there. there. Yeah. 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 So we've been a lot of places. If you're just a finding us, places. you can definitely mm-hmm. go back and listen all those places. Now, we just want to put that disclaimer out there that we might not agree with everything we've said mm-hmm. over the years. This is, you know, we've we've grown a lot. It's literally Jesus been some, years. It's yeah, literally been years. years. Three yeah. years yeah. of recording these things. Yeah, totally. Uh, so three years plus recording these things. Uh, yeah. So we definitely, you know, Jesus changes us. That's what he does. It's his, you know, you keep fostering relationship with him and he's going to keep changing you. So things may have changed over the time. But for the most part, I was kind of going through a couple weeks ago because somebody was asking about it. Uh, I, I stand by most of the things that I've said uh, yeah. along the way. It, we have pretty, yeah, me too. Pretty there's, decent there's sound there's doctor. A- there's a, a few things I'd probably change for me, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, we change and we grow. We're humans. We're not supposed to be like stagnant. And we talk all the time about faith as a journey and as a constant pursuit, right? It's not like you just like accept Jesus and never think about it again and don't let it impact your life. That's probably not the type of relationship you and I think about and pursue and talk about. So yep. we're growing and learning, you know, and, uh, with this many hours of stuff, I'm sure we've said some things that were dumb, but we've also said a lot of things that were good and that were funny. <laughs> so this is where we've been. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where we're headed, we're headed into the Psalms. Uh, I think the Psalms give us a great way. It gives us language to how we're feeling and how to communicate with God at times. Yep. Um, yep. Not always, you know, suns, sunshines and, and rainbows. You know, it could definitely be clouds and dark days. Uh, and those all get recorded as well. So if you're at that place, you're like, I just don't know how to pray or how do I pray through hard things? Um you know, there's a level of honesty that exists inside of the Psalms and um, that is super helpful. Um, you know, and we'll hit the dark Psalms, we'll hit the light Psalms, we'll, we'll kind of cover the gambit as we work through them. But, uh, you know, your emotions, though, you probably don't want to make decisions on them. 
Um, that's probably a bad idea in life. Uh, they are valid. Um, and God created you that way. So they're okay to live in those places. Uh, and you're going to read commentaries on some of these Psalms that are just straight up wrong and a lie because they want everything to be cheerful and joy and peaceful. And we go through seasons of lament and that's okay as well. Um, that's all part of this journey is walking with Jesus. Um, so as we dig in, hopefully those, those themes and those threads come out and we can talk through those things. But Andrew, today we're doing one of your Psalms. Well, not your Psalm, it's David's Psalm, but you picked the Psalm. Right. Psalm I did. 27. Yes, dude. I'm just going to read it to start. We'll figure out how we open that, but we'll probably just do that. For some of the Psalms that are super long, we might just read some parts of it. But this one's only 14 verses long. Here's what it says. Psalm 27, written by David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advances against me to devour me, It is my enemies and my foes who stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high up on a rock. Then my head will be exalted above my the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Bear with me halfway through. Hear my voice when I call. Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your, Lord, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not rejoice or reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn over me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me spouting malicious accusations. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. That's Psalm 27, man. Did uh, It's so good. A lot of things grabbed me as I was going through that, but did anything pop out to you? kind of hearing it read or looking at it on your screen or with your Bible as we were going through it. That's adorable. You think I know where my Bible is? Um, I actually don't. I lost it. (laughs) I lost my Bible. For the life of me, I cannot find it. Uh, Classic. It's been gone for at least two years. I think somebody stole it. I don't don't read like a Bible Bible. I read journaling Bibles these days. You don't read the Bible anymore? I said Bible Bible. I read journaling (laughs) Bibles these days in my time with Jesus. And sermon prep is all online, so... Uh, my paper Bible, which I've had since I was a teenager for the life of me. I have no idea where it is. Right. It's kind of sad, right. actually. R.I.P. Um, but it is what it is. <clears throat> you know, God's word lives on regardless of the paper Bible I have in front of me. True. Um, yeah, I think a lot of things. As you were reading it, I was thinking of Psalm 84. 
mm-hmm. uh, better is one day in your house than thousands elsewhere, which then got yep. me in the vibes of like, you know, youth ministry in the nineties and two thousands, you know, as I was yeah, uh, as a yeah. teenager. Yeah, um, totally. That, uh, that was like, yeah, that's, that's the jam. So this afternoon, I'm definitely probably gonna listen to that song and be disappointed with it. Um, cause that's usually how nineties music works. Uh, you go back, <laughs> that's not hitting like I thought it was. I don't going know what I, I don't know what I was thinking in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. It's a rough day. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. You know, the the fashion came back. Never saw that coming. Yeah. And they're all wearing it nope. again today, which is ugly and don't understand it, but that's fine. Um, you do you. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. There's tons of things. Like it's this, it's this mindset of like, like God is my, my, I guess we could steal the word from verse one stronghold. Like it's the mm-hmm. place, he's the place that I'm constantly going back to. Um, regardless of what may be coming at me in this life, whether it's, you know, spiritual attacks from the enemy and, you know, the ways that he plays his games or, you know, it's attacks from other, other people and the way that they play their games um, or just life in general kind of beating you up, Um, you know, coming back to the place of, of um, uh, where God is and sitting in in God's presence. But there's also that peace in, in the midst of this that, um, you know, when, when you feel like you're losing, um, when you feel like, God, where are you in this? Um, and coming back to it. And, you know, like we were talking about before, um, we start recording, you know, verse 13 and, and 14 of, you know, I'll remain confident of this, which let's be honest, mustard says faith, you know, confidence comes with a little unbelief as well. Um, yeah. you know, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, um, which is a, it's a pretty strong yeah. statement for this, this life. But yeah, those are my big my my big things real quick. What are yours? Yeah, man. Um well like loose context. So I, I mentioned this was written by David. Uh a lot of Psalms are. I don't think all of them are, if I remember right. Um but you think about King David's life in the Bible, like he was full of up and downs of literally being hunted at times by Saul before he was king or before he had taken on the official role of king. So like when he's talking about like though the the enemies pursue me to take my life and things like that, David's thinking about this from a pretty literal sense, you know? Um and on top of that, uh he's also thinking about it in the sense of having been king for a while and like people making plots against him and wanting to usurp his authority or overthrow him or whatever. Um, So like these things, man, I think are like very much from the heart in the way that he wrote them. Um, One thing I, you see, like you said, he calls God his stronghold, the stronghold of my life. And then in, in here he talks about being like chased by enemies and, and at a place where almost like his natural instincts would be fear or run away or don't trust God or, you know, build up a bigger army or whatever the the humanly answer might be to those problems. But he's saying, no, no, I'm going to trust in you, God. And um, dude, one thing that really stands out to me, you know, from right before we started recording that those last two verses, like, they get me like that is why I chose this psalm for us to start on. But as I was reading it, verse, um, what is it? Uh, verses eight and nine uh, says this. Uh, My heart says says of you, seek his face. 
your face, Lord, I will seek. And then verse 9, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior. Like, And then a few breaths later, he talks about his mother and father forsaking him, but that he will remain confident of this right at the end, verses 13 and 14. Like, God, don't leave me. Don't run away from me. Don't reject me. And then at the end, he's like, I will remain confident of this. And dude, the thing I love about that, like, dichotomy of, like, thoughts of, like, please don't leave me. Don't forsake me, God, followed by I will remain confident of this, is it's real. (laughs) Like, that is, like, that is how it feels to follow God sometimes is, like, man, I know you're there, but like, just don't leave me, you know, like, just let me have a level of confidence you're there, because my head knows, but my heart doesn't in this moment, you know, or my heart knows, but my head can't in this moment. I don't see how we're going to get there, God, like, please don't leave me, please show yourself. And then to have this, like, steady resolve that you might just call faith of, like, I will remain confident of this, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. That's like that last piece, man, like the wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. That's like inspirational to me on a level (laughs) because it's like you got to wait for stuff in this life, man. It doesn't all just come popping out when you want it to. Um, God reveals his promises and the good things and hard things in our life at his time by his will. Um, but you got to be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Uh, so I don't know, man, I feel like I covered the whole Psalm, but, uh, but all of that stood out to me, even as I was reading it. But I especially love how real David is with like the fear of being forsaken by God and then concluding like, I'm going to remain confident of this thing. I'll see your goodness in my life. You know, yeah. I don't know if that it sparked anything in you yeah. or makes you think no, of I, any circumstances <clears throat> in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you, if you go through this life and, and you think to yourself, like, um, I don't know, it, it's a weird dynamic of like, you know, when you're first starting off this journey with God and, you know, depending on how he saved you, like there's, there's some that God's physically saved their life. Like if God didn't intervene in that moment with salvation, like they would, they would, you know, end up in horrible places and and taking their last breath. Um, And then you have others that have grown up with, with um, at least knowledge of who God is and, and who Jesus is. And maybe it took him, you know, a while to come to conclusions of, of salvation and calling him Lord. But, um, you know, regardless of where you stand and, you know, eventually get to this place where the, the journey with God becomes, um, I don't even know the word mundane, maybe, um, mm-hmm. becomes uneventful, becomes normal. not a, yeah, normal it becomes not a, and I don't think it's a good place that like you shouldn't end up in those places. Um, but you end up in those places, I think oftentimes because of disappointment, because life isn't turning out the way you thought you ask God, where are you? Um, you know, sin has taken over and it's created a, a, a division between you and God. And those things have to be dealt with. Um, you have a false mm-hmm. belief of who God is, um, that you're, you know, living based off of, and you're 
creating a separation between you and God. Um, and I, I think when you get to those places of normal, you would assume that as you grow in relationship with God and foster that relationship, and we foster relationship just like you'd foster a relationship with people. It takes time. It takes communication. It takes vulnerability. It, gets, it takes given trust. All of these things that are true of relationship. And when we practice those things, you would assume that you're going to get to these places where you wouldn't be able to say these things. Like, God, where are you? Um, God, in the midst of these things, where are you? Um, and the reality is, is those moments don't stop. <laughs> like yeah. you oh, can have a very yeah. strong, uh, intense faith, uh, and, yep. and trust in God. And there's going to be seasons where you're just, you're, you're questioning everything. Um, you know, that's the seasons of testing. Now, hopefully they only last a few months. Uh, if they're lasting mm-hmm. longer than six months, you probably should tell somebody, um, there's probably mm-hmm. other things going on than, than, you know, God just, tolling the soil of your heart to increase faith, to get you to places even grander and bigger of, of trusting him and mm-hmm. of what could be possible. But you look at David's life and don't get me wrong. David made plenty of mistakes, right? Like whether it was, you know, sleeping with Bathsheba or letting his daughter, you know, things happen to his daughter that happened and that destroyed his kingdom. Um, you know, with Absalom, you know, his son coming in and all those things, you know, there's plenty of times David was running for his life uh, because of his own actions. Uh, but yet this is a man that God said was, after his own heart, which would say there was a level of relationship and intimacy was actual key um, to all of this rather than the behavior that, that came from it uh, or that shouldn't not, that didn't come from it, but that came from David, right? Those are two separate things and we have to separate them in our heads um, or we end up in this weird moral religious place rather mm-hmm. than relational place. Um, but I, I think these pictures are, are really good at, at describing how it feels. Um, and it's this swaying of back and forth and, you know, to some extent convincing yourself, right? In verse 13, I am confident of this. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's telling yourself truth and you can, you know, mm. truth is truth. You know, you can hold on to those things um, as truth because they're regardless of your feelings. They're just how God is or how he enacts with us. Um, Dude, and can I getting yourself you? to this place. Yeah, go ahead. Can I interrupt you for a sec? When you said telling yourself truth, like, dude, I think when when we talk about the Bible as the word of God, living and breathing sharper than any double-edged sword, right? Like that's stuff out of the Bible that Christians say. But I think it's like the whole, by the power and goodness of God as expressed through the Holy Spirit, like when we read the Bible or when we listen to people preach or do things like that, or we worship and we're reminded of the things that are true. I think that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us of like, Josh, you need to know this right now. You need to remember this. You might've read it or heard it or seen it a thousand times, but dude, you're starting to forget what's true. Here you go. Like Andrew, you need to understand this thing. You need to understand my goodness in this circumstances of your life. Even if you don't like that circumstance, like I think that's a big reason you and I talk a ton about prayer and we talk a ton about reading your Bible and doing these like, and being in community with others and confiding and trusting with one another. Like these are all expressions of faith and they're all parts of it. But I really think reading your Bible, listening to it, it's, it's a core way, at least in my life that I'm reminded of what's really true, that it's like the bedrock of like, all right, I might not see this to be true yet, but I'm just going to tell my heart and my mind it's true until I believe it. You know, like I'm going to I'm going to be reminded that this thing's true. So, sorry to jump in, but I think I, 
from my from my perspective, the Bible is a core piece of that in my life. Yeah, like here here's the recorded word of God um, that that gives us a foundation um, of who God is and what He's about. Um, we find the story. We don't find salvation there, but we find the story of salvation there um, that we can hold on to and those types of things. But um, it always comes back to relationship, right? Like, yeah. and I, I know, like, it's very new agey, um, very millennial to you know get in the world of self talk, right? Um, and that's not necessarily what we're talking about. Like, we don't get to define what is true. Um, no. You know, we just apply what is true already. Um, and those truths come from a variety of different forms, right? It's not just the recorded word of God, though that's the foundation right. piece. Like, we test right. against it. Um, but yep. God speaks in, in a variety of different ways. He speaks through friends. He speaks through our community around us. He speaks through um, things that we hear. It speaks through conversations that we have. He speaks directly to our souls, right? When when um, the enemy is tempting Jesus in the uh, 40 days, 40 nights in the wilderness, um, mm-hmm. you know, he said, well, aren't you hungry? Turn these, you know, turn these rocks into bread. And Jesus responds with, you know, um, man lives not on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, that word there isn't logos, which would be the recorded word of God. That word there, um, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's, it's the spoken word of God, right? And Jesus, we know, is the spoken word of God from John 1, 1. Um, so there's a variety of different ways that God does speak to us and we take those back to the truth to test them. But, um, you know, the, the recorded worth, the logos of God, um, to be able to test those things. But yeah, like Andrew's saying, like we have to find those things to not to get new agey of like, well, if I just keep telling myself these, I'll eventually believe them. Yeah. Kind of maybe, I don't know. I don't know how all that actually works in, in, you know, outside of truth, but um, when it comes to truth, yeah, there's definitely a piece of yeah. that that yeah, that, man. Uh, we and, can hold and on what to. I meant, what I meant from this is like not just telling telling myself things that I make up, you know, but things like Psalm twenty seven, thirteen, and fourteen. I remain confident of this, and like telling yourself, even if you don't remain confident, and even when you aren't confident of this, like I know mm-hmm. God, like. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to wait for the Lord. I'm going to be strong and I'll take heart and I'm going to wait for the Lord. You know, like that's what I mean by saying like the Bible is is one of those things that there is so much truth in it, you know, it and and when you when you read it, when you listen to it, when you talk about it with friends, the the truth out of the Bible um Man, then it can start to sink into your heart and head over time, you know, and that's that's by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's it's through faith in in God, but it's not something that just happens on accident or overnight, at least in my experience. It's like, dude, the older I get, the slower I learn the most important lessons in my life. <laughs> you know, we've talked about the year of chick- the chicken, the year of the focus, like all of that. It's been like multiple years in my life and and like God has taught me these things of like I am faithful and here's the focus of your life. Like he's taught me these things slowly but more deeply, um, which is meaningful, you know? Uh so I don't know, man. We I'm usually impatient to have it all like today, uh, but that's not really 
that's not really how life works in this type of thing. <laughs> so yeah. got to yeah. be slow and uh, and remain confident of them, even if we don't see it yet. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think too, like, I, I think we briefly talked about this idea last week of like, we're all unbelievers. There's still aspects of our lives that we don't fully believe who God is and what God has said. Uh, and it's, you know, becoming more like Jesus is the process in which those areas of unbelief become belief. Right. And I just go back to like the, I just preached on this a few weeks ago. That's what's on top of my mind. But yeah. I go, I go back to Jesus healing the demon possessed boy. And I, I think it's recorded in three of the four gospels. I can't remember. Um, but in those, in those verses, he talks about this idea of having faith of mustard seed, right? If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say mountain move and it would move. Um, and, we get an example from the boy's father of what mustard seed faith looks like. Uh, and he makes the famous, you know, statement you may have heard, you know, you know, Jesus, I do believe, but help me with my unbelief. Um, yeah. I, I think that's the piece of, of these types of journeys that we're seeing in, in Psalm 27 here of like, um, being honest with God in your conversations mm-hmm. of where you don't believe um, and letting him speak into those areas, whether it's, you know, as you're reading his word, as, as you're doing whatever, it could be a conversation with friends. If you're talking about these things of, of Jesus um, and, and try to live this Jesus life with them, like it's good. There's going to be opportunities where God's going to speak into those things where you're just going to, you know, speak them to your soul um, to get you to that place where, you know, at the end of, of that season or the end of that prayer, you can finally find yourself in that place where you're confident again, um, in who God is and what God has said. Um, you know, I'm in a season right now where I'm, I'm asking God for, for big things and big dreams. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's a journey and it's, it's not, it's not a fun journey. I don't, you know, I recommend it because everyone should do it. You know, we should believe God for the miraculous, but at the same time, it's not fun to go through. Um, Mm. And so many days I would start off with, you know, just like David starting off with God, where are you? Like, I thought you were in this. I thought you were moving. Where Mm -hmm. where the heck have you been? Um, And as you continue in conversation with him and the honesty and vulnerability in that conversation, um, you eventually end up in this place where it's hard to explain why. Um, I think God's just speaking truth over you has that effect, but you get to that place where you're able to say, you know, I remain confident in who you are. I remain confident in what you've done. Um, And it's not, it's not emotional in the sense of like, you're, you're just speaking words over yourself to convince yourself of that. So you're emotionally in a healthier place, but like it's in the depths of the ugliness and being honest in those things that God starts to do the work on your own heart in those moments to give you confidence again. Um, but I don't think you get to those place by, by necessarily faking it and just, you know, reading God's truth over and over again. I think it's the honesty in which you're, you're, you know, my heart says, seek his face, right? Your, your face, Lord, I seek you. Uh, verse eight, um, verse nine, do not hide your face from me. Like, I think it's in the midst of that honest conversation that God starts to do that work and show up in that way. So you can end the con, you know, end the conversation, at least for the moment yeah. with, no, I'm confident again. You are my God. Yeah. You do care. You, you yeah. do see what's going yeah. on. You wouldn't give dreams and visions, um, that, that you wouldn't fulfill. So I'm going to keep praying for these things because, you know, I trust you. Um, it's that right. piece that God is trying to build, I think inside of us. And this is one 27 is one of many versions 
verses, right? That, yeah. Or yeah. many Psalms that David has on yeah. the exact same topic uh, and ends yep. up in similar places. Maybe it takes a couple of Psalms to end in that similar place as you yep. follow along. But, um, you know, he yeah. gets to that place where he's like, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and it's not even a matter of God providing whatever, you know, it's not like he conquered his enemy in that moment or um, he just found confidence and strength in the Lord and just yeah. his presence um, yep. that I think we, we can only get to if we're honest with where we're really at. Yeah. I guess is what it really turns Yeah, man. And, uh, dude, my, I, I gotta run soon. So this is probably my final thought, but, uh, one other thing that, that, uh, stuck out to me. So, um, Verse four, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Um, I know we joked about the song in the 90s, uh, Better is One Day in the House, but uh, I started reading this book called Beholding um, by Strahan Coleman. Um, I'm like half the way through it and it's really, really been good. Uh, but it's kind of at this idea of like part of one of the points in the book is like, why would David pray? Like, this is the one thing I ask, you know, that I can dwell in your house and, and gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Um, and the whole, the whole premise is like, God wants to be your friend, you know, like Jesus died to, uh, forgive us of our sins, but he also died to restore relationship that, um, mankind had had with with god you know before the fall before sin um and and really this is like the idea of like beholding is is like hanging out gazing on the beauty of god that the idea is like gazing at god while he he's gazing back at you and like building friendship and relationship with him instead of like always asking him for something or always pushing him for something so um Anyway, man, this this first reminds me of that. I'm not perfect at like just spending time with God to not ask him to do things or whatever, but I'm trying to work on it and trying to build up those muscles in my life cuz I feel like the more we we connect with God through prayer and time and and listening and solitude and fasting and things like that in our life, the more uh the more prone we are to to maybe let our heart actually believe the things like David's talking Mm -hmm. about that I'm confident I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land Mm -hmm. of the living. I'm going to wait for the Lord. I'm going to be strong and take heart and I'll wait for Mm -hmm. the Lord. You know, I know it's coming. I can't see it yet. I don't see even how it's coming, but I'm, I'm confident I'm going to see it. Well, uh, I think God is good. You know, I think too, like this, I think we talked about this last week. I can't remember last week for the life of me, but, um, I think there's a lot of things that we don't see that we should be asking God for in, in our spheres of influence and in our worlds around us. And we're missing out on God's hand at work because we're just not asking, right? James warns us of it, right? You don't receive because you don't ask. He also warns you yeah. don't receive because you ask for selfish things, but we're not talking yeah. about selfish things yeah. here. Like we're talking right? about things of God to, to see, you know, restoration. You know, Paul tells us we're in the ministry of restoration. That's, that's what we do with the gospel that we carry is introduce people and reintroduce people back to God. Um, so they can have this type of relationship that, that Andrew and I have been talking about today. Um, this place where he is our source of everything. Um, and I'm reading a book right now called gospel fluency and, um, the chapter I was in, I'm not that far, but the chapter I was in was talking about, um, 
this idea that I now forgot because I was trying to remember the name of the book and the other thing I was going to say fell out of my, this is two weeks in a row that this has happened. I do remember that happening last week yeah, and I did. never remembered what it, it totally was. Couldn't, did. couldn't tell you. You never got it. I thought for no. sure it would hit you as soon as we stopped recording this thing. Yeah. Nope. Still not. Dang it. What the heck was I going to say? It's the book. What was I talking about? Relationship with God. Relationship God with God for holding. Yep. We're not seeing things happening because we're not asking for those things. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Couldn't remember. But nonetheless, um, as God's people, like we have to be those intercessors in our world, um, you know, doing the spiritual battle. And, and spiritual battle isn't like I'm talking to the devil in my prayers. That seems like a really bad idea. Um, but the spiritual battle is asking God to move on the behalf of God's people in an area um, that you want God to move. And not It could be a physical area. It could just be an area of life. It could be a dream that you feel like he's given. All those different things all coming together in one. But um, yeah. I, I think so often we don't see the miraculous or like, you know, we've allowed our faith to become just a religion. Like we go to Sunday, we yeah. do all these things and we miss out on what God really wants to do uh, in you and around the people that you're around. But mm-hmm. we're just, we're not mm-hmm. pursuing God enough to see those things happen. We're not petitioning God um, to intercede. We're not, we're not intercessing, you know, intercessor, intercessoring, interceding, interceding. interceding. There we go. Interceding uh, ah. on, on behalf of others as yeah. we ask God for, for bigger and bigger things. Um, I think we would be blown away. And this is my plan right now. Like I'm just learning what it really means to petition God. Um, like my hope, sorry, it's been 30 minutes. I have to pray again. Um, sorry. I'm praying every 30 minutes today. Uh, it's, it's a lot, but it also makes time go really <laughs> slow. Um, cause ah, it's funny. I, but it's also been busy day. Um, I don't remember what I was. Oh, I, I think, you know, this is the journey I'm on. I'm asking God for big things right now, but the bigger things I'm just going to keep asking for, right. They're only going to get bigger. I mean, um, in what I'm asking, because I want to see more and more done in, in the people around me and, and in the spheres that I'm a part of and the impact that we can have um, with the gospel and the lives of people um, and bring those in. Like, I don't want a life that's calm. I don't want a life that um, yeah. is predictable, yeah. right. You know, and the yeah. spirit moves, we don't know where the spirit's going. It's like a wind um, coming and going. I, I want that life. Um, and I want that life for the people around me um, that I get to interact with. So it's to get to that place, you got to ask God for big things and you got to have hope and hope that he's going to, and there's going to be times you're going to have hope in things. God's not in, right? You're going to be hoping for things and asking for things. And God's like, no, (laughs) Um, but he'll give you that. No, Uh, he's gracious in that way. If he's not giving you that, no, we talked about this last week. I do remember keep asking um, because he isn't giving you a no. Yeah. You keep asking. Um, And we're going to see some pretty great things uh, in and around us in our own lives. And your faith is going to be that much stronger. Um, Him being your stronghold, him being the place that you're constantly going back to regardless of what's going on yep. just gets greater and greater right i spend more time with jesus today than i spend mm-hmm. than i've spent you know consistently in my entire lifetime um mm. and it's more potent today and i look forward to more today because it's genuine relationship where before i yep. think it was just it was religion i was just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do and so good christians do and i was just reading to read rather than reading to find relationship or praying um to find relationship and foster those things and 
shoot, I, I think others jumping on this journey with us, we can see this Jesus life being a lot more than just ordinary. Though we are ordinary guys, right? God can still use we are. the ordinary and sinful dudes. and the imperfect yeah. um, to do yeah. remarkable. But yeah, any any final Dude. thoughts, Andrew, before you got to jump? Yeah, man. Yeah. The last thing I was thinking, uh, sometimes the idea of like have big vision, dream big dreams can be really intimidating. Uh, super practical step. If, if you're like, I have nothing, <laughs> nothing in the tank, no big 10-year goal, no big thing I can't do myself, just ask God. Like, God, would you, would you give me vision in my life? Would you give mm-hmm. me vision for where you want to take me or what could mm-hmm. be? Something that maybe scares me a little right now, but that, that mm-hmm. also kind of, you know, excites me and gets my full person going. Like, could you reveal just the tiniest sliver of that to me and then give me faith to, to pursue it? And he will. Yep. God's good. Yep. Like he'll reveal it. So don't feel like you have to make it up on your own. And if you're you're at the place of like I don't have anything, just pray that prayer. Spend time mm-hmm. listening to God after you pray and see what happens. Like he'll he'll give you good things. He's a good yep. father. So And I would um, yeah, I would yeah. attack on to that and just say pray selfish prayers. Right? Like pray something. <laughs> like if you have self we all have selfish prayers, right? There's plenty of things in our life we wish were different, we wish were better. Yeah. Pr- start with those prayers. But you really start petitioning God for those things. And I firmly believe, at least in my experience, he's gonna give you a lot bigger things that, that don't really involve you, um, that you're gonna be yeah. praying for. Uh and you're gonna be blown away by by where he ends up taking you uh, in the midst of those prayers, but start somewhere. Like I, I think we don't petition God, and we just you know offhand make comments to him. Like we're living in the same house, but we're not sitting down. It, it's like this. Like you know, God is God is like you know we we see this picture of God oftentimes as a father. So like maybe you have this selfish idea that you want to build a go kart right as a kid, uh, and you have to bring up come up with your plan, your business plan, for lack of a better term, to convince your father to help help you build by whatever a go-kart, right? It's like coming up yeah. with the pictures of what could be dad and trying to sell him on this idea uh, and sitting down, you know, having, finding him in his recliner and putting up all the posters and like, let me go through my slideshow with you. Like it's that type of preparation um, that, you know, though this is silly, it, it's the same type of, you know, petition that we're doing towards God of spending the time yeah. of genuinely trying yeah. to convince him. And we have impact on convincing him. God may have one opinion. We look at, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And that whole story. God changes his mind when petition. Let me have just, let me find just a hundred people. Okay. I can't do that. Let me find just 10 people. God. And you know, God shows, shows, uh, God was willing to change his mind in that minute it's because his people asked him for it. Um, so rem- remind yourself that you, you know, just like a good dad, he might be like, nah, I don't think so right now. Uh, you keep asking and, and you may see God do some pretty remarkable things. But Andrew, my buddy, my friend, that was Psalm 27. Psalm 27. I'm trying to remember man. if that was true. It was Psalm 27. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Here we are. Lost it. Um, let me read it one more time. But if you want to jump, um, by all means. I'll hang for a minute. Yeah, dude. Uh, Sorry, I have to actually pull it back up. I closed that window already. (laughs) Um, Let's move on. It's going to be good, people. It's worth the wait. Here it is. The Lord is the light, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is that my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, 
even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Remember, you're his temple these days. Uh, For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in my dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of the sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn over the desire of my foes for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for King Jesus. Boom. Amen. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.